means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the August 9th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. African football champion Senegal is grouped with Ecuador, the Netherlands, and host Qatar for this year's World Cup. The Lions of Taranga from Senegal will take on Orange from the Netherlands in the World Cup's opening match on November 21st. This will be Senegal's third World Cup appearance. 20 years ago, the Voice of America sent me to Seoul, South Korea, where I watched the Lions of Taranga make their first World Cup appearance. They upset former colonial ruler France 1-0 in the opening match of the 2002 World Cup. The Senegalese advanced to the quarterfinals before losing in extra time 1-0 to Turkey. Fisayo Dairo is the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. Fisayo sizes up World Cup Group A and Senegal's chances in 2022. I do sincerely think that Group A is a balanced group and any of the countries can fancy their own chances of progressing out of that group. And for African champions, Senegal, I think that's the best group they can ever dream of having at the Mundial. Yes, they'll be facing the Netherlands in their first group game, but they also have ties coming up against host Qatar, who are not particularly a big footballing nations. Of course, this is the first time at the Mundial when they are hosting. And they also have Ecuador, who are just an average South, Af- South American side. So I think Senegal are in a pretty decent group and should be able to get something out of it. All the four teams if they do their homework well respectively can also believe that they can progress because when you look at what these, te- these teams have done in the past couple of years you know that there is no particularly exceptional sides among these four they can always face one another according to the talents that they have on paper according to the pedigree they have as well in the past couple of years that's why i think it's it's going to be an interesting group I actually do not think the presence of the Orange Boys of Netherlands should scare um, the Teranga Lions of Senegal. Why? Because I don't think the, the current Netherlands side are the same side of 1998 or of 2014. Yes, they are gradually churning out um, a number of young players now gradually becoming a force in world football, likes of Frankie de Jong, Vigil van Dijk from Liverpool, Memphis Depay. But do they even have enough um, top quality players like the Dutch, uh, like the Senegalese have? I honestly don't think so. So Senegal should not really be scared of them. I think Netherlands should really be wary of them because these two teams will come toe-to-toe in their first game at the Mundial. So it's going to be winner takes all among these two sides because whoever wins that game might go ahead to finish top of the group so for senegal i think it's a pretty good draw for them yes on paper netherlands look to be the most difficult team and that's the first team they're going to be playing against before they now think of facing qatar with the host um with the with their vociferous home crowd 
But I do think that with the composition of this group, Senegal really, really stand a chance to progress from the group and perhaps uh, make calling their record of the 2002 tournament in Korea and Japan when they got to the quarterfinal stage at the very least. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with us from Lagos, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairo, chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Now let's go back to February in Yaoundé, Cameroon, where the Lions of Taranga from Senegal lifted their first Africa Cup of Nations trophy. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, here's the post-match report from Yaoundé from Samson O'Malle. After 52 matches, 30 days of competition, it all came down to the finals. There's a little bit of an advantage for the men in green. Senegal gets the African Cup of Nations final underway. Looking for Mane again now. This might be an opportunity. Is there a penalty? What's Victor Gomes say? Nothing like that of Egypt. Yes, Salah. Salah with a shot. And they with a save. Good running. Looking for the return pass. Chance in the middle for Jandro. Surely now. No. With all the referee, Victor Gomez. 19 minutes of football. The Cup of Nations final will continue with extra time. Dakar, Senegal. This was how the victory was celebrated the moment Mane scored the decisive penalty. thereafter spoke about the Afghan victory, his penalty miss, and his teammates' encouragement after he missed the earlier penalty in regulation time. It's not only the most important trophy, but it's the more important day of my life, the best day of my life. And of course, so far the best trophy of my life. And I can't express my, 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 my feeling today. I'm very happy. The big difference today is my teammate. After missing the penalty, everybody come to me in the dressing room. Sajo, we don't care what, what happened. We lose together, we win together. We, we push again, and we're going to make it. And the end of when I was going to shoot the second penalty, they all come to me. We trust you, go do it. I think that makes the difference. I think that 
was the strength today for Senegal. So it gave me more motivation to shoot and score, and I did it for all of the people. I think this trophy is the first ever trophy of the history of Senegal. So the people cry everything about it because they've been waiting so long. But still, this trophy myself, I think I gave it to Alucise. He deserves it. This man, for me, is something else. That's Senegalese football star Sadio Mane dedicating the team's first Africa Cup of Nations trophy to Aliou Cisse. The 46-year-old Cisse captained Senegal at the 2002 World Cup, and now he's the team's manager preparing the Taranga Lions for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. In more African football news, the Frenchman Sébastien de Sabre has been named the new head coach of the Democratic Republic of Congo. The 46-year-old de Sabre was previously in charge of the French League Two team, Chamois Nortas. He replaces the Argentine Hector Cooper, who was fired in June after the DRC lost its first two qualifying matches for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations tournament. Sebastian de Sabre has extensive coaching experience in Africa. He's managed clubs in Angola, Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, and Egypt. Let's face it, Sebastian de Sabre getting his passport stamped, stamped repeatedly in Africa. Sebastian de Sabre also spent 18 months in charge of the cranes of Uganda, and he led the team at the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Egypt. Uganda advanced to the round of 16 before losing to Senegal 1-0 with Bayern Munich star Sadio Mane scoring the goal in the 15th minute in Cairo. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the voice of America. On the next Straight Talk Africa, Kenyan voters go to the polls on Tuesday to elect a new president, parliament, and senators. We'll bring you the latest and expert analysis. We'll also discuss the significance of U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken's visit to South Africa, the DRC, and Rwanda. Join me, Heidi Adams, on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. Sporty greetings. This is a Sebrume, three times African champion in long jump. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on the voice of America. Nigerian long jump queen Ese Brume says she knows her second gold medal at the Commonwealth Games in England and recent silver medal at the World Championships here in the USA will inspire girls in her country to take up the sport. The 26-year-old Brume reclaimed her Commonwealth long jump title over the weekend in Birmingham, England. 
SA set a games record with a leap of seven meters even. She won her first Commonwealth title eight years ago in Glasgow, Scotland. SA Brume says she believes her performance and those by other Nigerian athletes will motivate and inspire the youth in Africa's most populous country. Nigeria was the top African team at the Commonwealth Games, winning 35 medals, including 12 gold. World record holder Toby Amusan won two gold medals in her specialty event, the women's 100 meters hurdles, as well as a member of Nigeria's 4x100 meters women's relay team. And Favor Afile was also in very good favor in Birmingham. Favor won two gold medals as well in the women's 200 meters and as a member of the 4x100 meters women's relay team. Sporty greetings, everyone. This is Ambassador Mary Onyale, Olympic medalist, five-time African champion in the sprint event. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Go beyond the daily headlines with VOA's Flashpoint Ukraine. Each weekday, join us as we put the latest developments into a global context with stories, interviews, and analysis. Listen online at voanews.com slash flashpoint or in your favorite podcast player. This is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shireen. Hello, Larry. Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Toby Amusan and S.A. Brume were Nigeria's two medal winners at this year's World Athletics Championships held in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. Toby won gold in the women's 100 meters hurdles, clocking a world record time of 12.12 seconds. She set her world record time in the semifinals. In the final, Toby ran even faster, finishing with a time of 12.06 seconds, but that time was ruled to be wind-aided. Our friend Prince Nesta followed the track and field action in Eugene. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, Prince reports on some of the memorable moments in Eugene. The event which took place from July 15th to July 24th in Eugene, Oregon, was held at the Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon. The refurbished home of track and field events has a capacity of more than 12,000 seats. 
At least in funds from more than 200 nations graced the event, including Shelley Gray, who's originally from Jamaica but currently residing in Florida. I met the athletics lover right before the first race kicked off and she had plenty of praise for the overall organization of the event. The organization is good. They have everything well planned out. Um, there's no really delay. I've been to more than one world championship athletics, so we're used to being in line and it, they move very fast and they're doing a wonderful job. Stadium is fantastic. The seats are soft. They're not hard and it's gorgeous, the stadium. Athletic fans from Africa also attended the championship, including Ethiopia, who, as the name suggests, comes from Ethiopia. And she wished all teams participating from her beloved continent all the best. I'm just like Team Africa. Everybody, we got this. <laughs> we got this. Go Africa. <laughs> yeah. Preparations for the event had also been marred by several athletes from all around the world being refused visas or experiencing visa delays in getting to the U.S. to participate in the event. Most notable among them included Kenya's Ferdinand Omanyala, who set the African 100-meter record of 9.77 seconds last year to become Africa's fastest man. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. The 26-year-old was, however, fortunate to eventually get his visa issues sorted out and arrived three hours before the men's 100-meter hits began, finishing his first-round hit in third place at 10.10 seconds to proceed to the semifinals. Manila later finished fifth in the third semifinal to miss out on both the two automatic spots and the fastest qualification time. The track and field action also witnessed several world records come tumbling down, including Nigerian Toby Amson, who stunned the athletics world by breaking the women's 100-meter hurdles world record twice in back-to-back races, clocking a time of 12.06 seconds in a wind-aided final. Amson, who was fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and the last Worlds in 2019, expressed his delight at breaking the world record. You know, I'm elated. It's been a journey and I'm thinking to God for keeping me healthy and I couldn't be more thankful to have come out here with the win and the world record. It's 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 crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Coming into the semis, I knew it was a it was a very competitive field, so the goal was to execute and you know survive to the finals and seeing the world record I'm like yes, yes, yes. But you know I had to keep my composure from the finals and you know I think I handled that pretty good and all thanks to God. American runner Sidney McLaughlin also broke her own 400-meter hurdles world record to take gold after clocking to a time of 50.68 seconds, beating her previous record time of 51.41, which she set at the U.S. Championships last month. The New Jersey native discussed her incredible world record performance. Well, I'll have to start off by saying all the glory to God. Uh, these past few days, just getting ready for this race. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 has been on my mind. Um, coming boldly to his throne to receive mercy and grace. And I think he really gave me the strength to do it today. So all the glory goes to God. And uh, coming into this race, I just wanted to go out there and attack the whole thing. Uh, Bobby and I have been training for this all year. And I just really wanted to go execute. And the last hundred hurt really bad. Uh, but I'm really grateful for it. And I'm grateful for that time and bringing a medal home to Team USA. In other races, Uganda's Joshua Chiptege is 
successfully defended his 10,000 meters world title after clocking a winning time of 27 minutes and 43 seconds. With Kenya's Tanlimburu winning silver and Chiptege's compatriot Jacob Kiplimo taking bronze. Chiptege expressed satisfaction with his own performance after defending his world title. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship, coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium, it just amended my legacy in a distance running. Morocco's Sofiane El Bakali also ended Kenya's dominance at the World Championships in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase after surging past Lamecha Girma of Ethiopia to win gold. Kenya's Faith Kipiegon also stormed to victory, winning gold in the 1,500 meters race at the World Championships. Kipiegon, winner of the last Olympics 1,500 meter titles, finished with a remarkable time of 3 minutes 52.96 seconds. Ethiopia's Gudaf Tsegei took silver, while British runner Laura Moya won bronze. Kipiegen, who took gold in 2017 and silver in 2019, said regaining her crown, quote-unquote, means a lot. Oh, I'm so excited uh, to be a uh, many times champion in 1500. It's not uh, something easy, but I really thank God. I really thank people around me. I thank my management. I thank my coach. I thank my husband, my daughter as well. I really, really am so grateful. Ethiopia's Gutitown Gabriel Selassie won the women's marathon, while her fellow countryman Tamira Tola won the men's marathon in dominant fashion to take gold in a championship record of 2 hours, 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Members of the refugee Olympic team also competed in the world championships, including Angelina Nadai Lohalith, originally from South Sudan, who grew up at Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya and competed in the 1500 meters. Lohalith shared her experiences with me in an exclusive interview. Let me say it was so amazing. Though when I left Kenya, it was kind of winter, it was so cold, so we have been training in a cold season, but now coming here, it was now becoming so hot though when i went for some joking it was so hot for me but i thought maybe it might affect me and i might not get my good result that i expected but the moment i just when the gun was shot for the starting line i could just i was so confident and run in a easy way so i think it was really fair for me even the equipment, they were so nice. Fred Kelly, narrowly aged fellow Americans Marvin Brazy Williams and Trevon Bromel to claim gold in the men's 100 meter finals. While 35 year old Shelian Fraser Price became the first person to win five world titles in an individual running event as she led a Jamaican sweep in the 100 meter finals at the World Championship. American runner of South Sudanese descent Athing Mo added to Olympic gold by becoming the first US woman to win 800 meters at the world event. Great Britain's Keely Hodgkinson took silver with Mary Morale of Kenya securing bronze. He is the 20-year-old middle distance runner from New Jersey's reaction to her incredible performance. I just physically wasn't where I would like to be, but I mean, I just, I just didn't feel my best. And so um, I knew it was going to be a little tough, but I mean, I was super faithful out there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out on the track and whatever ha- was going to happen today was going to happen. And so I just wanted to make sure I got out there, did my best, you know, run how I usually run. And thankfully I got the gold and thankfully I, I still had, you know, something in me so I could just run through line and finish strong. 
young, but my main goal is just to go out there and lead all the track and just do my best. The U.S. finished with 33 medals to top the standings, breaking the record of 31 medals won by East Germany in 1987. The U.S. had 13 golds, 9 silver and 11 bronze, while Ethiopia finished second with 4 golds, 4 silver and 2 bronze medals. Jamaica took third place with 2 golds, 7 silvers and 1 bronze. Kenya secured 2 golds, 5 silvers and 3 bronze medals to take fourth place, while China completed the top 5 with 2 golds, 1 silver and 3 bronze medals. The 19th edition of the World Athletics Championships are scheduled to be held from 18th August to 27th August 2023 in Budapest, Hungary. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nesta in Eugene, Oregon. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The AP's David Schuster joins us now with a roundup of American sports news. And David begins with a look at Monday's action in Major League Baseball. A light schedule in Major League Baseball action on Monday, but the first place Mets in the National League East, they were in action, and our Mike Mancuso fills us in. The Mets continued their winning ways with a 5-1 to victory over the Reds. With 13 wins in their last 15 games, the 71-39 and Mets lead the Braves by seven games in the National League East. Chris Bassett tossed eight innings for his ninth win. Starling Marte, a two-run first-inning homer for the Mets against Cincinnati's Justin Dunn, who took the loss. Over in Baltimore, the Red Hot Orioles made it six wins in seven games with a 7-4 victory over Toronto. Four home runs for the Orioles, including one by Austin Hayes. We're going out expecting to win every game, so I think we've we've been in this mindset now for the last couple months, and um, we're just continuing to, to play good baseball. Meanwhile, out in Seattle, the Yankees got back in the win column. They snapped their five-game losing skid. They defeated the Mariners 9-4. to And Philip Gaughan fills us in on San Diego and San Francisco. Alex Wood allowed just three hits over six and a third innings as the San Francisco Giants heads to San Diego Padres one to nothing. The Giants starter would outduel Padres starter Blake Snell who allowed a run on six hits in five and two-thirds innings. The Padres have now lost five straight games and saw their lead over Milwaukee for the final playoff spot cut to just one game. 
Pro Basketball News, Kevin Durant reiterated to Brooklyn Nets ownership that he wants to be traded unless changes are made in the organization. College Football News, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, they are the top three teams in the preseason coaches poll. Meanwhile, at Oklahoma, assistant coach Cale Gundy resigned after he was found to use repeated racially charged language. And in tennis, Serena Williams still coming back from injury. She won her first match in over a year at a tournament in Toronto. I'm David Schuster. Thanks, David. Serena Williams defeated Spanish player Nuria Parizas Diaz in Toronto, 6-3 and 6-4. Speaking after her victory, the 40-year-old Williams said, and I quote, I'm just happy to get a win. It's been a very long time. I forgot what it felt like. It's only the second tournament of the season for Serena, who returned to competition at Wimbledon just over a month ago. The 23-time Grand Slam champion lost in the first round to Frenchwoman Harmony Tan at the All England Club. Serena Williams has won the Toronto tournament three times. Toronto is a warm-up event for the U.S. Open, which begins August 29th in New York. Still with tennis... Let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Australian great Rod Laver, who is celebrating his 84th birthday on this Tuesday. Laver is regarded as one of the sport's best all-time all-around players. He excelled on all of the court surfaces, grass, clay, hard court, carpet, and even wood. Rod Laver won 11 Grand Slam singles titles. He's the only player, male or female, to win a calendar year Grand Slam. That is all four major tournaments twice in singles in 1962 and 1969. The Laver Cup Tournament and the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, where the Australian Open is held, are named after him. Happy 84th birthday, Rod Laver. And that wraps up the August 9th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.